Welcome back to Who the Fuck Are These Guys? How are you, Mako Shark? Pretty good, Maddie. Pretty good, mate. Uh, episode 59. Can you believe this? Nearly the big 6-0. But uh, I'm well, mate. Oof. I'm well. How are you? More to the point. Jeez, I'm sore, Mako Shark. I am... Um... Uh, we got up at six. No, got up at five thirty this morning. Went into Olympic Park and did a track session. No, silly, silly. Did what it, are you doing? Did it with the other the other new starter from work, Big Henry. We oh. call him Spider. Big, massive, six foot four uh, Englishman that runs like the wind. Broke three hours for the marathon. This bloke, and he's like, I've <laughs> got my run club. You want to come? I got my run club. I don't know who will come. Do you want to come for a run? That's not how he speaks. He's more softly spoken. But I went, yeah, I'll come, Spider. Coming down. So I went, oh, boy, did he put me through my paces, big spide. He just fucking took off. you got no idea. That big what this bloke had put no, He'd be setting fire out of the track. Three-hour Mate, marathon sort of runner. Two hours, 58. He did it in. No. No, did. stop that. No, he did, Spider. And... Yeah, just like makes you feel really shit running with a bike like that. <laughs> well, no doubt it would, so I'm mate. sore, but my like... knees, my body, yeah. and I've just limped to the line. I'm having a beer. It's Christmas party tomorrow, so I'm, I've got a real a lot about spider early in this pod. But I tell you, I've got a real something in my loins tells me he's going to be a real post post evening operator. The spider, so I reckon the Christmas party will be even better. I can't wait to see him. Actually. Good by them having a uh, Christmas party on the Friday night too. A lot of corporations, they like to stick a midweek Christmas party in just to really fuck people over, I reckon, so you can't get too off your chops. So good by mm. them. Congrats on a Friday yes. night Christmas party. So that's nice for you Apart guys. Apart from that, so, mate, I'm doing well. As you said, one off nice. the 60. Fucking no one has done 59 better and will mm. ever do 59 more better and we'll be just continuing to chug along, chug along long. How about you, though? It's been a work Christmas parties. Have you gone and got the free day off with the bowling? Oh, no, my work doesn't do that anymore, mate. They cut it. I, I uh, took them all to the cleaners for the first three or four years I was there, and they said, <laughs> all right, enough of this. Work Christmas parties, take, we used to go 10-pin bowling, and whoever won the 10-pin bowling got to have their birthday free off work just given to them, and I used to just really torch all of them. Fucking bunch of cock Bill mugging. Murray, you are. Bill Murray and Kingpin. Yeah. That's how good you Absolutely are. Absolutely kingpinned them. Uh, I hustled them. Got about three, I think four consecutive yeah. days off for my birthday, and they, they put a fucking bow on that. And Yeah, so no more of that. What do they do? They throw the cash around out there, the boys? Throw the cash around for the boys or no? Is it sort of they got a bit fucking tight? Oh, look, it's a free piss set. I actually haven't gone the last few years because it used to be not. It used to be a small sort of workplace. It was a real sort of tight-knit sort of community. I enjoyed that, but it's oh. grown a lot over the last few, and there's just a lot of uh, Johnny-come-lately. There's too many people. Yeah, I don't like all the Snuff. snuffs. Me and our boy yeah. Irish, we both say, nah, nah, sorry, not coming this year. We've got bigger and better things to do with our life. Hey, speaking about snuffs, Mako Sharky, can you give us a quick update on the bloke, that one that you put in the tank a while ago? Has he, re- oh, he reared his head he's, since he's, or has he recovered? Yeah, no, he does a lot of absolutely just rotten stuff that I could go on. I could have a whole segment <laughs> or a weekly segment on this prick just doing rotten things. But Once like, a month, once a month, give me give me his best three, I reckon. I reckon the listeners would love have to I hear told you, I told you he's pissing on the toilet seat, like kind of stuff, yeah? Did I run that? Or? Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. And it was like the, yeah, this and that. He, 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 he fucking, he sits <laughs> at like the communal sort of like, I guess you'd call it like a, a tea room sort of setup or like a, like a little communal <laughs> microwave sort of area. He just... He used to just fucking get his – he'd bring an orange in daily and he'd just peel and cut this orange up and just it would just drip everywhere. 
He's dripping he juice. He's a juice dripper, and he wouldn't. He just juice wouldn't dripper. clean it up, mate. Like there's something. I think he's. I don't want to say autistic. No, no. I don't want to like say bad things about people. But there's something wrong with this bloke mentally. Specky. I don't think he is. I think he's just a prick. I think he's a rude prick. Okay. He just just leaves orange just juice just dripped all yeah. over the joint and just walks off and goes home. And then we come in and it's like, mate, what are you what are you actually doing? All right. I'll put it to you, mate, Go Shark. Orange. The orange is the highest, hardest, most extreme peeling fruit or and or vegetable on the planet. If you if you're peeling an orange without any sort of plate or sort of cutlery or any sort of fucking what are those weird parties that women used to go to? You know the the the, the what oh, cutlery. No, when they went and got like bought plastic stuff. Oh, uh, Tupperware. A Tupperware. They've Tupperware got no tu- party, You're yeah. cutting and peeling oh, just on stone. In a workplace. You're a fucking maniac. Go to prison, mate. He stinks, and I've already told you about all his crap fucking small talk he runs with, mate. I've got the, uh, yeah, I've got the car. I got the nice, uh, I got the Mustang, right? I bring that. I love yeah. it. He loves it. He's this. Yeah. Oh, here's the car going. Oh, what tires have you got on there? And oh, how, how many liters in your fuel? I'm like, mate, I don't know, right? I don't know even know what tires I've got on. I don't know how many liters in the fucking fuel tank. I swear to God, right? Every now and then, I take the missus' car to work, right? Because I'm going to go pick her up, and we put the baby oh, no. in the car seat. Yeah. This happens once yeah. every week. Probably for the, yep. like, the last 10 weeks. Mm. I swear to God, every single time I bring the missus car to work, he comes in. First thing he says to me, oh, where's your car? <laughs> I didn't see it out there. I go, mate, for the first like four times, I'm like, yeah, no, nah, mate, I got the missus car today. Yeah, yeah. Got the baby seat in it and that. And he's like, oh, okay. He's, he's, I am not joking, listeners. He has done that eight to nine, maybe 10 times. And I just start that every time. He's fucking yeah, not specky, right. This specky bloke, McGee, he's a Gary Lyon novel. Yeah, he's 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 not worth talking about for another second. Mako Shark. Brought to you by Palmerbet, Matthew. I just want to slip yes. that in. This episode, slip as always, in. brought to you, Australia's greatest gambling agency. Please punt responsibly. But, yeah, what were you going to say? I was just going to say uh, someone that isn't urinating on seats is the absolute magnificent guest that we have tonight, Mako Shark. Oh, Christ, Shark. I hope you... she's not. I hope she's not. <laughs> I don't think she is. No, I don't think she is, Mako Shark. Tell, tell her. Tell her I, I tell you, I... We, we we get a bit of feedback when people go, oh, you're going around the, the merry-go-round with a couple of these. You go, oh, yeah, right. It's not Who because we've run out that? of talent. Oh, people say, maybe they've just made that up for me just to do this, but <laughs> going around the merry-go-round. Oh, it's not the Royal Melbourne show, you bloke. But tell you what, Mako Shark, when we get people on for a second time, every time it's been a better time, and I tell mm-hmm. you, the connection this time was splendid. Mm-hmm. There was no dropouts, recuts, rehash. Reconnection. It was a one-off, beautiful take. I tell you, that woman is uh, as they're just training every day, every day, every day. Oh. Drop another. And then walking. I tell you, and I'm privileged to have her on twice. That's what I'm talking about. Take us in, I reckon. Well, mate, yeah, 100%. Lynn Sandstrom, we've got her back on. We're not just going back and, like, rehashing old interviews for the sake of it. No, no, we've put together 59 of the best episodes in a row anyone's ever done on Australian history, to be honest with you. But sometimes guests are too good. They've got just great stories. They produce so much in the ring. They've got stories to tell. We want them back on. Friends of the pod for life. We get them back yeah. on for another go. And I think the listeners deserve it. Lynn Sandstrom is one of the greats. Her year, I uh, I put it out there that her year goes toe to toe with anyone on the planet. 
in any combat sport this year. What she's done, the miles she's covered, the effort she's put in, uh, just everything. We're going to talk about it, so I won't gas bag on about it, but I'm happy with this, mate. I'm happy with this interview. I'm happy with her. She's a friend of the pod for life. She'll be back on a third time at some point next year. Don't you even worry about that. But, uh, Maddie, should we just get into it, you reckon? We will get into it because we've banged on for nearly nine. It's one of our big intros, but we had to get into a bit of spider and a bit of specky at your work, and now we're into the greatness. Take us in, I think. 100%. Apologies, listeners, for us just banging right on here, episode 59, but, you know, whatever. This is the Swedish table tennis extraordinaire turn pro boxer. It's Lynn Stanstrom, and she's coming up right now. Hey yo, I'd rather get my ass with the lips who motherfuckers talk to me. I'm in the fast lane and I'ma let my money talk for me. It's a sad chase and you been at your mama house to see. Man, I'm making nothing about my mama knew I said we to get the fuck up out the way. Yeah, money talks, people don't say nothing. Probably best you run away. Uh, should tell the truth, but they gon' stay bluffing. Get the fuck up out the way. Money toast, people don't say nothing. It's probably best you run away. Uh, started right, got the whole thing jumping. Hey, don't play with my intelligence. I killed a rapper once. Now my closet full of skeletons. Alrighty, who the fuck is? We are back again this week, and we are very, very excited to have a long-term friend of the pod back with us. She's everyone's favorite. Swedish table tennis player turned professional boxer. It is Lynn Sandstrom, and we're excited to have her back. How are you? Yeah, thank you so much for having me back. It's uh it's a pleasure. A lot's um a lot's been going on and we're wrapped to have you back on as the Mako Shark said we had uh, a lot of positive feedback and we've uh we've really enjoyed watching you and what you've been doing since, you know, coming um on our pod. There's obviously you're a title holder or title holders now. You got a few, but before we get into that, I think you were back on in March. Maybe just give the our listeners that might not have heard that, they'd be silly not to have, but just give us a little bit of a summary on the path that led you to your title fight that you recently had or where you captured the belts? Yeah, no, I mean, it's been a crazy year. Um, so when I last spoke to you, I had my fight in Brisbane. So I won that um, and I managed to knock down my opponent twice, which was a good experience, my first knockdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, so only three days later, I left to Philippines to go there on my own. Uh, with one of my best friends, but not with my coach, not with my team. And that was a big experience. You know, I fought there without a coach. Um, and, yeah, I managed to stop that girl as well in the fifth round. And it was, yeah, it was a crazy experience, you know, doing all of that on your own. You know, I was just there with my friend. Thank God she was with me. Um, you know, making weight in a country like that, it's hard. They didn't have yeah, hot water, you know. We, yeah, it was crazy. You know, we took we stayed at a five star hotel just to get a bathtub, but then when we were laying in the bathtub <laughs> to make the weight, it wasn't hot enough. So my oh, friend Jesus. had to like run <laughs> between like the coffee maker and then pour water into the bathtub, and oh, yeah, goodness. it was crazy. <laughs> well, good so, to hear yeah. your friend was uh, helping you out. Then she wasn't just there for the five star holiday; she you put her to work. So I like that. Yeah, no, she did an awesome job. I mean, I think she she was sick of it in the end of it <laughs> and she didn't even <laughs> fight. <laughs> but she was a mad support, you know. And then so we went, we were in Philippines for a week and then straight from Philippines we went to Mexico and we sparred with some really tough 
of girls over in Mexico. And that was also a very tough experience. You know, like I got dropped for the first time in my life with body shots in Mexico. And wow. it's true what they say, you know, like these overseas opponents and the people you meet, they, they, they're stronger than the Australian girls you've ever fought or, or, or sparred with. So that was such a cool experience as well. Um, and then from Mexico, we went to Costa Rica to fight. <laughs> and again, it was like, yeah, a strange but really cool experience. You know, we fought in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of the woods. There was like cow shit on their way out to the <laughs> ring. <laughs> and, you know, Jesus. we didn't know much what was going on. And like two minutes before I stepped out, like was about to walk out, uh, it turns out that no one in my corner could speak one word English. No one. Oh, <laughs> so we used to walk down. <laughs> and then um, when I was sitting down, the groin guard is like pushing to your belly. And, and I tried to tell them to like pull it up because I couldn't breathe. Uh, but no one understood anything. So they just started pouring down water in my <laughs> in my pants, like pouring <laughs> down. So it was, yeah, it was a crazy experience. And everyone told me because I fought this girl from Nicaragua and they told me like how tough they are and what warriors they are. So I was like a bit nervous, obviously, going into that fight. But then I managed to stop her too, or she, she stopped on the chair. Uh, but I didn't even understand that I won the fight because no one could explain it to <laughs> no me. No one could tell you. Yeah. Yeah, so I was there training alongside uh, Joka Valle, who is now a five-time five world champion. So that was a great experience as well. Uh, went to LA uh, to Manny Robles' gym uh, over there and saw how they trained and, and learned so much in only a few days. You know, I remember walking into the gym and Castano was there um, and just the people that were there fighting and, and seeing how they were training and, and how serious they were. Even when you walked, you could just feel the atmosphere of everything mm. just being world-class. So that was such a cool experience. Uh, so we were there for 10 days, and then we went back to Costa Rica again to to train again. And yeah, and then come back to Australia. I fought. I fought for their first title for the WBC Asia belt. I won that. And then we went to... Uh, Philippines to fight. We fought for the WBA Asia title. I won that. And then now we went to London and I fought for the WBA Interna Intercontinental title. And I won that as well. Hard to keep track of all these belts. You're just starting to stack up. It's amazing stuff. Yeah, no, I know. I had an image. I said to my coach one day, I'm like, you know what? I just want belts hanging off me. <laughs> that's what I want. That's yeah, my goal. That's what they want. And now, that's the photo um, you want, yeah. Yeah, now I'm starting to get there. So, yeah. No, I mean, fighting in London, wow, what an experience, you know? I was headlining in your call, and it was just crazy. What was the crowd like when you were there? Were they parochial? Were they like, is it like anything you experienced? Because I reckon just by hearing that little summary, I don't know if there'd be too many uh, boxers, man or female, that have covered the kilometres you've covered this year with the, and been so active. So I guess how did that sort of UK crowd stack up to some of the places that you went to, including the place with the cow shit on the way into the ring? <laughs> no, I mean... Everyone was telling me, and even people from, you know, England that knows what it means to fight in your call. You know, it's iconic. So many world champions has fought there. So it's like a big honor to even be fighting there. And yeah. then it turns out, you know, I was even headlining. Uh, but it was mm. really cool because 
I obviously have a very broad following. So I have people from England following me. I know I had people from France messaging me saying they were going to fly over just to watch me. Uh, so I had a few people there watching me in the crowd. Um, and the, even the hotel we stayed at, there was people there, I noticed afterwards, were there watching me as well. Um, so the, the atmosphere, you, like you can't compare it, you know, it's just wild and they just love the boxing. It doesn't matter who you talk to, you know, like even in the taxi or Ubers, you know, you're talking boxing and, and they all just love it. Like there is nothing yeah. else like it. Yeah. Um, so it was a big honor, you know, to be fighting there. And now I feel like my even my profiles got much bigger in the UK and obviously being such great fans and, you know, just loving the sport. Definitely. And just hearing that uh, summary of this year has got me feeling a bit tired. That is just incredible stuff. It's almost like a, a lifetime of experience jam-packed into about three or four months. Incredible stuff. And you talk about uh, getting body shots in Mexico and getting dropped yourself, but actually experiencing that as a great thing and a great learning experience and something that you actually enjoyed, which is quite amazing. How was that? Like, obviously, you don't want to get dropped, but I guess now you've experienced it, you feel it, you know what it's like, and you got back up and won the fight. So that's got to be huge. No, it, it's mad. You know, the the growth that I've had this year, I don't think, you know, you can't buy that with money or you got to experience it. Like, I've traveled, I think, to 11 different countries alone for boxing this year. Uh, and I remember in um, in London, you know, it was a lot of the line, you know, a big title. We knew this Serbian girl was going to be really tough. And my coach said to me, like, you have to win this fight. Like, you have to win it. And it was just so much pressure. And I don't think I've ever been more calm, you know, because I knew that yeah. I've done everything in my power. You know, I've traveled the world on my own, nonetheless. You know, I, I haven't even had my coach there to be there in my fights. I've been on my own. Um, and I managed to do all of that. And it was it felt like, you know, it was just my destiny to win this fight. Uh, and with all of the sparrings that I've had as well, with all of the different styles that I've been facing and like, yeah, it's just different, you know, like I've gone through all of that on my own, but now, yeah, I've just learned so much. So yeah, it's just great. So you'd be obviously just enjoying some rest after a massive year. Now, 2023 is just around the corner and going by what you've done this year, you've obviously got some big things planned. Are you trying to now, as your profile's built a little bit and you've you've sort of fought in UK and you've, you've done a lot of hard yards this year and sort of set yourself up with some great results and great traction, are you going to be trying to fight a little bit less but, you know, bigger fights obviously and, and just really honing in on that next goal or are you still just going to be continually hustling and learning and just going anywhere you can go to to get an edge on your opponent? Look, I'm going to continue to hustling. Uh, I already booked in the next uh, travel. I'm going over mm -hmm. to the States for a big training camp in January. So I'm back in training. Uh, I'm training harder than I've ever done before. Like if I thought that I trained hard before, like this is nuts at the moment, both with my strength and conditioning yep. and my boxing. So actually me and my coach are going to go over for a big training camp. We're going to go to LA. We're going to go to Montreal and we're going to go maybe to Vegas and watch uh, Tim Sue's fight as well to end uh, the trip off. Yeah, uh, but we're going to do that uh, to train alongside world champions and, you know, train alongside um, other great coaches um, 
to just keep improving because like you said the fights that I'm going to have now is not going to be any easy fights I want mm-hmm. the tough fights I want the hard fights uh, I want to go in there making statements and and keep climbing but in order to do that I need to continue to train alongside the best in the world so Absolutely. I'm still going to travel the world, but I'm going to... I was probably a bit silly in suggesting that and then just hearing your start to your year. I mean, it's, I think you're going to break your own record, 2023. Distance, yeah, amount of flights and amount of belts you bring back. Yeah, I mean, why stop now? It, it, it's been amazing this year. And like I said, I've learned so, so much. So, And also I've built some really good connections. You know, now I can go, you know, when I was over there, I went to uh, Sinisa Superbad's gym. Like I said, Yoka Valle, she's a five-time world champion. The girls that I'm like getting to train alongside and see how they work, it's it's just unbelievable. You can't get any better than that. So, um, And you mentioned on the first time you came on that you were really hoping to build on your power and your – your your knockdown or knockout ability, and it seems like you've you've been dropping a few girls since being on. What's I guess since we last spoke, or even just in this year, what's the biggest learning? Do you think or biggest upgrade to your skill set in boxing? And what's what what are things you might want to be working on going into the twenty twenty three year? Uh, definitely, I want to work on my speed. I have improved my power. I know that I'm strong. I know that I can hurt people. Uh, but now. It's a matter of uh, getting faster. You know, the girls that I, we are targeting and the girls that we are looking at, I feel like I need to improve five, five more levels to, in order to beat these girls. But it's yeah. not impossible. I'm going to do that. But in order to do that, I need to be faster. I need to be sharper. You know, like now we're going into the sessions. I, I did three sessions today before even midday. And every single session that I did this morning, I wanted to throw up. You know, I, I could barely <laughs> stand on my legs. Um, so we are really, really doing it the hard way. But I guess that's also what's going to show when I'm, I step in the ring next time. Absolutely. That's definitely the only way to do it, isn't it? To achieve at the highest level. You go back a year, you know, you're pretty fresh in your career still. But I think you've won six straight now. Is that correct? You're on a bit of a streak, yeah. a bit of a tear. So definitely yeah. I think you could take that from just learning each fight by fight. Even us watching at home, I've been uh, searching the internet and finding ways to watch all your fights over in the Philippines and Costa Rica. and It's hard to find sometimes, but we've been watching along. And I, I can tell the difference, mate. You're getting better and better definitely fight by fight. You can see it and it's just exciting to watch. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, even I feel like I'm getting smarter as well. Um, I remember when I was in, in Philippines the last time, um, and the fight got upgraded to a, to a title fight. It wasn't supposed to be, and I was just in Sweden before that. So I was a bit fat <laughs> at the moment, so I had to cut a lot of Eating weight. all the chocolate, like, I think, I, all the lollies that you uh, seem yes, to enjoy. the Swedish lolly. That's the secret. <laughs> That's the best. I've never had any. You'll have to send some down, please. I have to. I have to. I swear to you, it's the best candy in the world, if anyone <laughs> wants to know. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so then... I had to make a big weight cut and I was a bit scared because I've never done that big of a weight cut before a fight before, especially because it was eight rounds. So the whole fight, all I did for eight rounds straight was jab. And I won the fight just jabbing, but I feel like I'm getting smarter. Even with this um, Serbian girl that I was fighting now last in, in London, you know, she kept holding and holding and holding. It was a very frustrating fight to me. And even my coach said to me, look, if you were fought this girl, 
even six months ago, you would not have beaten her because you wouldn't have been smart enough to do so. Um, so I'm, I'm really happy about that and, 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 and I'm keep learning heaps. So it's good. Sounds very exciting and big things ahead. And I can't remember if when we had you on, um, this had been announced yet around Eddie Hearn making a push into Australia. And obviously since he's had a, he's had an event and when he was on our show, he sort of mentioned he wants to do three or four events a year, things like that. And then you've got the local um, promoters, you know, the no limit guys and, 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 and others amongst that. It, I mean, it's getting to a point now where going overseas and upskilling and having your fights is fantastic, but there will be a, a time very soon that the local talent here necessarily won't have to go and do all those big miles because there's some really big opportunities um, starting to build in Australia and obviously with the world stage on that. So that must be exciting for you as well. No, it's super exciting. Uh, I mean, the the fights, the domestic fights that we have here in Australia, and like you said, the promoters are doing a great job. Uh, and it's hard traveling the world. People might think it sounds glorious or, you know, it's easy work, but it's not. Um, mm-hmm. Like even flying the, the fight in London, we flew out, uh, lucky we flew business class there uh, and we flew nine days before and it was exactly on the day of the fight where my jet lag stopped so oh, yeah you got to it, was, man. it definitely took me nine <laughs> nine days and that was the first night where I had like a solid night's sleep uh, the other days you know you sleep three or four hours and then you know, bit of tired and that. So, so it's hard, you know, because then also you got to fight the fight of your life and perform. Yeah, uh, exactly. On top of being so jet lag. There's so, a no. there's an app you can get, you know, for your jet lag because we had our globe because the company I work for is based in London and we had the big head honcho come here and he got given this tip about this app and he followed it and he had zero jet lag. Are you serious? Mm, I'll I'll, ma- I'll get the name and I'll get Mick to flick it to you on the Instagram, but I definitely will get that for you because he he came from like London and that's what a really grueling flight, as you know, to Melbourne, and he yeah. he bounced in like the next day. He was all good. He what was does it do? Does it, uh, tell you when you to sleep, this, when not to. Yeah, it tells you when to like. Have, so sometimes you have to like sit and not be in the sunlight. You got to like trick your body. It's yeah, it's like computer. They tend to know more than we do. Oh, wow, that's awesome. Yeah, because I remember even uh, Sam Higginson when he came here to fight Dennis Hogan, and I think he was here almost two weeks before, and he was saying that yeah. jet lag was hard, like, and mm. it affected him as well. So, so much worse yeah. going to, like, yeah, the UK and Europe than it is maybe going to America. Like, it's still bad to America, but I think it's probably worse going back from Europe into Australia, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, I agree on that one. <laughs> How is the weight cut for you as well? Because it's such a science these days, weight cuts for fighters. And if you don't take it seriously, a lot of fighters, so, you know, maybe early in their career, don't take it too seriously and they just sort of cut corners or they don't do it right, they don't hydrate right, they don't do all that sort of stuff, can really affect you in the fight. So are you obviously uh, going to get better and better at it each fight goes? But how important is the weight cut and how hard is it for you? No, it's super, super important. I mean, like I said, I've had six fights this year. So basically it's been back to back to back to back. And some of those fights has been in countries where I haven't even been able to get to a sauna or, you know, Mm. a bathtub with hot water. So that's been so tough for me. And it's almost got to a point where, you know, I have, say, I have a fight and then I have two days where I can eat, 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 and then i got to start cutting again. Um, so I didn't want that for my last fight, especially because it was going to be my first 10-rounder as well. 
uh, and I really was chasing all of those one percenters in that camp. So that's the first time I've hired a nutritionist and it actually worked great for me. Um, I was eating way more than I normally was. Uh, I was feeling stronger. Uh, I have this app or like this watch, it's, it's called Whoop. Uh, and it tracks all of your data and show yeah. how your body's feeling, you know, your recovery. Uh, and the values that I had going into fight week after, you know, eating so healthy, drinking a lot of water, all of these things were just unbelievable. Um, so it works, you know, it's better than it's ever been any fights. Uh, but I was eating accordingly to a plan and I didn't struggle too much to make the weight because I like to do it slowly rather than cutting like five kilos in a week. It's crazy. Yeah, definitely. If you have a mistake with that or your body just doesn't want to play ball, that, that could be the difference between making the fight weight or not, isn't it? If you try and the old cram a week's worth of hope, you know, a year's worth of uh, schoolwork into a week, like most people do in exams. So if you, but if you have one error with your, your body just doesn't want to play ball, it's, Pretty stressful for you, I would have thought. So your your method would be smarter, I think, in the long term. No, it worked really well. And especially like this camp as well. We sparred 30 rounds a week for, I think, almost eight weeks straight. So I needed the energy to even go through <laughs> those rounds. You know, it was like I was having three fights a week because it wasn't light spar or technical sparring. It was like full-on war sparring um, three times a week. So I needed the fuel for that as well. <laughs> Absolutely, you would have. It's crazy. That's the, I guess, that's the whole mental and the sweet science of the weight cut, isn't it? And having a good coach and good people around you that know you and know your body and how you can get to that fight at at, at the peak um, of your physical at- attributes. Because we have seen some really good fighters have off nights, and it's not because of their skill. It's obviously because they've had a bad um, weight cut or camp, and they haven't just have something hasn't gone right. So the the more consistent you are with the same people. It's, it's probably only going to get better for you, I would have thought. No, definitely. And, I mean, even the, now when you're getting to these levels, you know, the team that you surround yourself with is so important. Uh, I've always had a small team, but, you know, I have my a great coach. I have a great strength and conditioning coach. I have an awesome recovery uh, place where I go to and do all of my recovery where a lot of fighters here in Sydney goes to. It's called Body World. It has everything you know, you need for your recovery, not just as an athlete, but, you know, as a as a normal person as well. Then I have my physio as well. You know, it's a full-time job being an athlete, you know. All of these yeah. things you got to do it day in, day out. Uh, but that team makes, you know, your career work and makes your performance being top on the night. So you've got to be smart with with the people you surround yourself with and, and you know, what your routines and, and making sure you're doing all of those extras. Yeah, definitely. You, no great fighter has ever really achieved anything without a great team around them, I would have thought, in boxing and MMA as well. It's always the guys and the people behind you that really, really help out the actual fighter in the ring on uh, fight day. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, I've never felt like I've been, like, super angry at my coach. I almost want to say, like, but at this stage, how hard we are training, I'm like, oh, my God, I, I hate you guys. I you hate bastard. You. <laughs> I know you have my best interests at heart, but yeah, we're just training so hard at the moment. <laughs> it's good. It's good to hear that. And, and we know it's, it's as, yeah, it's going to have results. Yeah, no, you have to do it. You have to do, it. especially Christmas coming up now as well, and especially oh, yeah. we're leaving in almost six 
weeks. So they all already sent me a warning in the state, like I need to be ready for coming over there. So, <laughs> so, so cut, cut the Swedish candy out for the next six weeks. That's it. That's it. That's yeah. all I need to do, basically. That's my weight cut. <laughs> exactly. And look, uh, yeah, uh, I just was going to say yeah. we, we've, we're yeah. so uh, happy that you're on again and you've been so generous with your time as per. Just would love to get your thoughts. We've got a couple more we want to run by, but we'd be uh, remiss of us not to speak to you around the uh, the big all-female fight. It's this this weekend, I think Sunday, our time between um, friend of the pot as well, Shannon O'Connell the, and uh, Ebony Bridges. was wondering when you are in the UK, was there – did you have anything to do with, with Ebony? And I know she's a, an Australian, but she's sort of relocated. So there's a bit of a disconnect between the Aussie crowd and her. And I'm just wondering if you had anything to do with her or either girl and how you might think the fight will go. Uh, yeah, no, I didn't run into Ebony when I was there. I did run into some of her sparring partners. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm super excited for this fight, how it's going to turn out. Uh, yeah. It's 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 a hard fight to call. Um, mm. I heard someone just tweeted or whatever saying that Shannon is paying like two eighty or something like that. Obviously, having the fight being in in, in London uh, or in Leeds, um, but I don't know. Like the way that I can see it is that Ebony is getting super good sparring over there with the UK girls. Yeah. Like there is yeah. so oh, many. Yeah. From that will help her raise her level, um, so that's what I think speaks uh, in the advantage of Ebony having that girls that she can use pick and choose from, and they are all world class, you know. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited. I'm. I mean, uh, Shannon definitely wants to win this fight. I mean, obviously, neither of the girls like each other either. So <laughs> I can't wait it's to juicy. see. How it goes. It's a well, she's been, uh, she's been training with another friend of the pod, doing some um, some sparring with the Maloney brothers. So she's uh, she's not taking this lightly. She's she's sparring men. Yeah, true, <laughs> actually, true, actually. <laughs> so that's what she's probably yeah. having to do here to get prepared for what you've just suggested with the the quality of sparring partners. She's having to to lean into uh, to the great the great brothers there and get some um, some words of wisdom and some great tips. But uh, it's going to be an unbelievable fight. And it's going to do big things for the, uh, you know, the sport of female boxing because it's obviously there's been some massive fights this year and this is just another really good one to, and to finish off a great year for um, the female competitors in boxing. I think it's really growing really quickly, which is another thing that would be exciting you, I would have thought. No, I mean, this is the best time ever to be, you know, a female in boxing and um, we're getting huge exposure. You know, they, they sold out the, the arena in London Clarissa Shields and and all of that, so it's it's just the, yeah. the best time ever to be to be a female in boxing. I could not be more excited. <laughs> it's, it's it really is, and they've also sold out Madison Square Garden as well. Females have like yeah. it's massive. It's just never ever, as you said, been bigger. And it's for you. There's obviously a whole generation of young girls now coming up, thinking, "All right, this is now a sport that I really can sink my teeth into." And there's like, pioneers and there's uh, role models such as yourself out there for this whole new generation. What would be and I hate to get too uh, emotional, but what would be your best advice for some young girl maybe listening to this or watching your fights? What, what, yeah, the best advice you could give them to get into this sport? Look, for me, I actually gave an advice earlier today 
But for me, it's like turn up every single day, like go to the gym every single day. I know so many people that would be like, oh, no, I'm just going to have this day off. Oh, no, I'm not feeling like sparring today or you know, I'm not feeling great today. So I'm not going to do the work. But for me, it's been since the day I stepped in the gym, I've showed up every single day. Like I have not had a day off if I wasn't like forced to having it. But you show up, do the work and the results will just come. It's true. It's I don't think, I'm not an fair. athlete. I'm not an athlete or anything, but like, I don't think anyone's ever done a workout or gone to the gym and really pushed hard and ever regretted it. No one's ever gone, fuck, I wish yeah. I didn't do that. Ever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you can push your body a fair way, can't you? I mean, we both played footy and stuff, and I've, I've seen guys that say they're tired, but you've never seen guys, guys or women watching sport completely collapse, or it's a rare occurrence. So your body can, when you are feeling tired, that's, I guess, when the mental part comes in and that's probably what separates the people that really want to be in the sport and the people that think they might want to be in the sport because yeah I mean very rare does your body just completely shut down to the point you can't go in and train you've always got more levels and that's the mental part I reckon no it is and I mean you're always going to have people doubting you you're always going to have people want to see fail but you learn from that as well you know you grow from that as well I think it's just this whole journey being a boxer is just amazing. The good, the bad, you know, it's 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 just the best experience. So you got to embrace it all and, and, and take it all in and give it your all. That's important. And talking about mental, did you see Harry Garside last week? What he just did off just for, just for the sake of it. Did you see that? He ran 100Ks last week just because he thought, I'm going to do it. It's something hard. I just want to push myself. He just thought about doing it. He went out and just ran 100Ks. For no actual reason, not for charity, not for anything, just because he wanted to prove to himself he could. Like that's just ridiculous. That is just amazing. And like, yeah, he said how many times he wanted to quit throughout that. Like, what am I doing out here? I don't have to do this, but I said to myself, I'm gonna do it. So he fucking he just went and did it. Like, that's incredible. No, he's unbelievable. Yeah, it's and it's just typical Harry. You know, like if you want to be inspired by someone doing crazy things like that, it's it's Harry for you. So yeah, absolutely, he's, he's killing it. And look, we we're, uh, we might just be we're not sort of one-sided because you're a friend of this pod. You're doing some incredible and amazing things in your in your own space, and what you're sort of you know helping, you know, like Michael just mentioned, bring a path of uh, and generation of of new female fighters through and showing what it absolutely takes to get it done. There's no easy, you're not taking any easy path. You're absolutely pushing your body and your and your, everything to the limit. So. We're thrilled that you've come back on. We're absolutely pumped to see you next year because, like you said, we've been enjoying trying to find your fights and watch them and keep track, and it's been exciting and uh, inspiring as well. So we uh, we wish you all the best. We thank you again, and we really look forward to uh, watching what 2023 and beyond brings, and we'll, we'll definitely have you on again. Yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate the support and being on the pod. It's a, it's a great pod to be a part of, so I'm super happy. Thank you very much. We're excited to have you as well. Always friend for life once you've been on this pod. Don't forget that. That's it. <laughs> All right. Cheers, Lynn. We'll speak to you soon. Thanks, Heath. Thank you. See ya. See ya. Bye. Hey, yo, I'd rather get my ass with the lips. You motherfuckers talk to me. I'm in the fast lane and I'm going to let my money talk for me. It's a sad case and you've been at your mama house to see. Man, I'm making nothing about my mama. Knew I said weak. So get the fuck up out the way. Yeah. Money toast, people don't say nothing Girl, it best you run away uh, Should tell the truth, but they gon' stay bluffing Get the fuck up out the way Money toast, people don't say nothing It's probably best you run away
started right, got the whole thing jumping. Hey, don't play with my intelligence. I killed a rapper once. Now my closet full of skeletons. Well, Mako Shark, there's one thing people cannot call us, and that is liars, because I told you, every time we go around the so-called merry-go-round, they come back on and they deliver and they deliver and they deliver, and it's no coincidence there's two ends in her name, Mako Shark. It's an end per episode, and I ex expect there to be three, four, five more ends to that name, Mako Shark. Lynn, our girl, Sandstrom, is the best Lynn that we know. Don't worry about Jerry Lynn. Don't worry about Lynn Manuel Miranda, Mako Shark, he because stinks. I tell you right now, he stinks, but our girl, Linny Sandstrom, does not make a Shark. How good was that, and how big a year, as you said, and and already booked in for 2023 early. What is going on? Oh, excitable, excited. 2023 is going to be big in the Sandstrom universe. I can feel it. I can sense it. But, mate, yeah, you would have got a sense on that in the interview. Just the effort she put in, mate, the, uh, the miles that she racked up, the... The commitment and just the fucking will to get better and succeed and do whatever it takes to be going from country to country to country to country to country, fight after fight. She was fighting sometimes weeks apart and just getting in there against all sorts of unknown competitors and just doing it on her own without a coach, which is big for a lot of boxers. We know uh, there's one bloke from Melbourne that just refused to fight if his coach couldn't be there and he pulled out of a big, big fight like a day before it. So we, a lot of these fighters get a lot very precious about that sort of stuff. So big, for big, her, big to, fight. Yeah. Big fucking huge fight. Wanted to pretend apparently that he had a cut and just like get out of the fight, but no, no, no. So um, yeah, the fact that she's willing to travel the fucking globe and get the job oh, done, yeah. even without her coach, just with her friend giving her a bit of a fucking helping hand. And yeah, no, I, I couldn't uh sing Lynn Sandstrom's praises anymore if I tried. I'm excited. She's new in the sport. She's still, I'm not going to say green because she's not. She's fucking not green at all, but she's still raw. There's still so much improvement to come for her. So 2023, I reckon by the end of 2023, we're going to be uh, we're going to be seeing a, probably a world title strap around her waist, I reckon. Oh, my God. You couldn't have said it better, Mako Shark. An amazing woman, amazing drive to succeed. I tell you, there, like you said, there is no boxer or combat sport or athlete on the world outside of a touring musician that's racked up more kilometres for their crust, for their bread, Mako Shark, than that woman there. She has absolutely broke down the walls of, oh, well, you get given to you in these sports and blah, blah, blah. No, no, you do not. You travel fourth billion miles and you go into fucking hell holes. You cop body shots. God knows your corner can't even speak English. You've got your lower abdomen thing too tight. You can't speak. They put fucking water down. Cow shit on the ground. Cow shit on the fucking, there's fucking shit on the ground. And you just keep <laughs> knocking up wins, racking up wins, racking up ability and skills. And I tell you what, Mako Shark, I, I dare anyone to say anything other than positivity about our girl. That's what I'll say. I dare you. I'll say that. I dare you. And she's racking up the straps, Maddie. We're talking about leather mm. straps. She's got three of these bastards now. Three straps, three titles. Start strapping into her arm, strapping around the waist, around the neck. We're going to yeah. get a photo by the end of next year. She's just going to be – you won't even be able to see her. She's just going to be no. all belts. Absolutely. And Mako Shark, talk about someone or something or a segment that's racking up belts, that's racking up straps. This segment is the Kevin Costner of Yellowstone, Mako Shark. This segment has got more belts, more straps, more yeehaws than anything I've ever seen before in my life, anything anyone in the world has seen before in their life. You talk about travelling globally. You talk about our girl, Lynn Sandstrom, 
putting in the miles. Well, this next segment, this next man, he's gone to the moon. He's gone to the Arctic. He's gone to the inner realm of the earth, my friend, Mako Shark. The volcanic rock. The absolute heat. He goes there where Molten no one else would go. Lava. Correct, Mako Shark. He's actually been to the moon, unlike the people from the moon. There's no shadows on the moon landing, Mako. There is no shadows, my friend. I tell you what, you take what you don't need either. You don't need a coach for this next segment. Every week, this segment gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, like the bloke who had the big, 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 big fight, but he said, oh, no, I need my coach. Well, the Mako Shark doesn't need a coach. He doesn't need a mentor. He is the mentor. He is the coach. He is the Mako Shark. And this segment, my friend, isn't stopping and isn't getting any easier at Christmas. It's actually going to go full throttle down your throat, down your throat. And I'll tell you what that segment is. It's my favourite segment. It's your favourite segment. It's our favourite segment. It's the Mako Shark Tank. That it is indeed. It's the Mako Shark Tank 59 here coming at you. And i tell you what, you might have seen it on the news, Maddie, during the week, but I'm coming for them in the tank. Qantas baggage handlers. What the <laughs> fuck are you doing, you couple of Ooh, absolute cockspitters? You are absolutely kidding yourself. Did you see this on the news, everyone Saw out at it. home? Matthew, did you see Saw these it. pricks? Saw it. It's just gone absolutely bonkers on people's luggages. Did you see this? They're whipping them. They're picking them up. They're lobbing them. They're throwing them into walls. They're just piffing them over the conveyor belts. They're shitting on them. They're pissing on them. They're spitting. They're vomiting. They're doing everything you could think of that shouldn't be done to a person's luggage. And I am aghast, Matthew, what I saw. Aghast. I am aghast. Mm. I'm shocked. I am taken aback. I am floored. I am absolutely every other sort of adjective you can think of right now. Because, look, let's be honest. Like We all expect mm. these pricks to maybe just sort of toss your luggage around a little bit. Like They're just whipping them yeah. out quick. I get it. If you have to quickly just oh, throw yeah. them and get them done, get it done. Get... But they were going out of their way, Matthew. They were not only throwing them haphazardly. They were then walking back to certain bags, oh, picking no. them up over their head and lobbing them onto the ground with absolute reckless abandon like they were Ace Ventura kicking things down the fucking road. I was going to say, is that a jimmer with a lift? (laughs) Sounds broken. Most likely. I bet it was something nice, though. (laughs) I've coughed here. Most likely, sir. I bet it was something nice. That's a lovely dog you have there. Do you mind if I pat him? That's exactly what it was. It was like they literally were Ace Ventura just on a fucking stakeout looking for a pet. It didn't make a fucking lick of sense. Qantas no, have come out. They, they've got not. their dick in their hand with this vision. I can't believe it. This is why I don't... If I'm flying domestic, Matthew, I don't check in. Checking yeah. in luggage is an absolute mugs game. I'll be going to Perth in <laughs> Feb. I'll be taking uh, carry-on only, Matthew. Carry-on. Oh, we're carry-on, boys. We'll be carrying on with luggage and we'll be carrying on once we're in Perth. But, yeah, no, um, that must have been like a... Was it for the TikTokers? Was it a tocker? Was it no, like, a, a, you know, like a, one of these two... prank things? These challenge no, vids. Hey, guys, do your most wild thing at work. It was one of these challenge no. vids, do you think? No, they just can't. I think it was two angry, angry men that were taking out their frustrations. Like, I can't believe what I saw. Got you. Got you. Yeah, oh, look, it, it, God, I don't thank God ever, right, as you know. But God willing, my uh, Flying V got home from LA in 05. Could you imagine those fucking ninkin poops were handing on that? Me, they got me their hands on your nice electric guitar. That thing would have had its head snapped straight off. The stock coffin would have been case. dripping. The coffin case would coffin have been case. in the bin. I tell you what, it's just not good enough. It's not good enough. But uh, look, that was what I saw during the week. I thought, fuck that. I'm shark tanking these pricks. Hope they hear it. Well, I reckon. And it, uh, for the first look at yourself time, in the mirror, mate. What are you doing? 
First time in 59% of the ring, you've missed the mark. You've missed an opportunity this week, mate, go shark. It's probably which one you're going to go with. Going to go with these. So last week we had the, hey, it's my list, my year in review. And then this week, it's these fucking idiots, these grown adult oh, no, people. Not the, I know what you're going with. I'm going to go with it. The, the go with thing? it. Add to it. Yes. I just well, yeah, I know. Fuck I know. no. Don't you even try and defend it. I don't care if anyone we know or love. No, no, I'm not defending it. I thought it was just shocking. too low-hanging fruit for me. It's shocking. You pay, People you're are paying, paying $10 for that these, app. Yeah, eight, whatever it is, to get these stupid photos. My godfather. Oh, my godfather. AI. It's AI art. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's cunt art, and you've paid eight bucks for it, and you're a fucking idiot. I swear, like... What are these gr- – half these people have children. Like, I understand if it's like your 11-year-old son or daughter doing it. Hey, Dad, I look like something I don't look like here. Good on you, son. But, like, when you're fucking into your 30s and you're nearly 40 and you've got children and you're putting up eight versions that don't look anything like you in all sorts of That's different genres. That's why people genres. are loving it because it makes everyone look, like, 60% more attractive. Like, you look hot in it. You're like, ooh, look at me. Fuck, it kind of looks like me. I'm Fuck. looking sexy in these well, paintings. That's what people look are doing. out. Look out, people. If the Mako Shark and I did it, talk about looking, we don't need to look 60% more attractive. If we look 60% more attractive, there'd be people just Ooh. drop. Brains would die. We'd make Zach Efron past. look like Gilbert Gottfried, is what we'd make him. That's how hot we'd be looking. <laughs> you're talk- yeah, mate, you're talking about your Brad Pitts and your Cooper bars. I tell you, they're 60% more attractive than Mako Shark, the crooks, with this, what's it called? Lenser. I did a bit of research. Lenser, right? Anyone out there listens to Lenza and you've got the time to download Lenza, pay $8 for Lenza, and you haven't reviewed, if you listen to this pod and you haven't reviewed, I'm off you. That's what I'll say, mate. That's, That's a fair call. If, you, if you've got enough time to do the Lenza and upload 20 pics, whatever it takes, give us a fucking review, mate. And it, 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 oh, look, look. That's, that's all I had. Yeah. That, I... I was hoping you would do it because I didn't want to have to do it, but I, you have to put yeah. it in there, mate. They're Look, I thought stupid. about it, but I thought it was too close to last week's Spotify pot, and uh, yeah, I wanted it. to move on to something else. But, yeah, you're right. What about ones where they're in, like, religious clobber? So you don't have to fucking go to church, cockhead. Like, what are you doing? At least put it, like, with a Judas Priest 80 shirt. I don't get it. Like, what, what are you – oh, I'm a priest now. Like, you're not a priest. You don't even fucking go to church. Shits me. People stink. I'm telling you, people are the worst. And they just keep reiterating it to us weekly, Mako Shark. Now, what we keeped, kept, what we keep ramming down your throats of a weekly basis is a UFC Perth update. There's not too many updates this week. The first week we've had where there's not a big update, but you've got a big shout for someone that should be on the card. Is that right? That is correct, mate. That is correct. Uh, minimal updates. I wouldn't say there's such an update, but it's more of a Perth no. shout-out, more of a, a Perth pump-up, a Perth yep. call to arms. This could be, Matthew, yeah. a call to arms. To so everyone yep. listening, everybody listening and everybody that follows, get on board. Jamie Malarkey, we're trying to start a movement. He's trying to start a movement. We're trying to get an upheaval here, Matthew, because he yeah. needs to be on the card. We cannot have Perth 284 without the hooligan on it. Friend of the pod, two-time. Absolutely, we're talking two about time. two-time guests. He's one. Of, yeah. I think he was the fucking maybe the maybe the, the first OG. He was the OG. He might two-time. be the OG two-timer, either him or Hardman. One of the two of them was the two-time Hardman. Hardman. Maybe Malarkey. Hardman. One of the two. 
Either or. He's either the first or the second two-time guest of this pod. And I swear to God, when you're a two-time guest of this pod, mate, you, we go down swinging for you. We are for life. We'll take, we're right or die, baby. And we're trying to get him on this card. We can't go to Perth and experience this card without the hooligan because he absolutely will make this card complete. Never have there better been never has there been better words spoken by the Mako Shark on that occasion because I tell you what, he's the guy that's stepped up for the UFC on multiple occasions, taken really, really good fights for the fans. Put the fans first, Mako Shark. There's no layups on the Malak on his on his on his uh on his rap sheet, I will say, Mako Shark. So this man has got some friends of his and friends of the pod on the card. He's put the the business first. He's put the fans first. How about we get a bit of fucking payback and let's let's have him be put first for a change, Moko Shark. There's a slot open. Bam Bam's come out and said, "Hey, I'll see you." And we'll get to Bam Bam in a minute. But he said, "I'm having a I'm having a rest. I'll be in the crowd drinking." It's fucking not hard business. Put him on, and he'll fight a good, good, solid contender too. If you want him to fight anyone, he'll do it. I reckon. Is that is Mate, that, he'll kind, fight is that kind of guy in front of him? That's a genuine yeah. fact. Yeah. He, he was a late-minute fucking late-minute fucking addition mm. to when they uh, in Melbourne out of Sonia Whitaker, number one at Marvel. Correct. That was his debut Correct. in the company. Put on an absolute war, one of the fight of the year that year against Brad Riddell. He's gone just fucking killer after killer after killer since then. He, he puts himself. I think he puts the company first. He takes whatever they give him. He's a fighter. He loves a war, mate. I've never seen a boy yeah. love a fucking stand-up banger than like Jamie Malarkey. So it might be it might be a case that no one wants to take it. No one out there wants this fight. No one wants the smoke. No one wants to fly out to Perth just to get their head bashed by the hooligan. Well, that could be what it is. Who knows? But someone surely out there has the fucking gun. Got fucking. You got. You got a fucking. Owner of a business, and you got two matchmakers. If you can't find a match room, get out of the fucking game. Let's be honest. That's a fucking lootly. That, find that, that excuse doesn't fly. Find the man a fight. He wants to fight. What are you stalling for? You're not going to put someone else that's better uh, liked in that slot. You're only going to piss off the fans. It's a layup. It's an give me an early card slot. Put the man in. I, I don't get it. Put him in. You're not get him get- in, coach. Get him in. I tell you what, I'd in. love to say I'll uh, I'll protest. I'd love to be able to say I'm protesting. I'm not going, but I can't do no, that. No, I won't sorry, be protesting. Jamie. But I'll be, look, I'll be in my mind, I'm protesting. protesting. I'm going to riot. Yeah. I might start a, a, a semi-riot out the front of the stadium or something if he's not on. I'll Maybe swill Dana White. I could swill him. A small brouhaha, a bit of a melee. Could you, yeah, we'll swill could him. You swilling the boss? That'd be, no, that would go. If you want the eyes of the pod. We love the boss, but... Look, I'm going to start a melee. That's my call. If he's not on this card, there's going to be a melee at the front of RAC. And look, you're absolutely right, and we will. And speaking of melees, Mako Shark, there was a weekend of them through different companies and, Mm. I guess, uh, disciplines, codes, disciplines, Mako Shark. But we're going to first get into, as we're on it, we're going to get into the the review of the UFC. Mako Shark, I want it. How did the multi go? How did that go? Well, How was the card? How was the oh card? Um, good. We've got to get into Bam Bam too. I've got a few a few thoughts around that. Um, Interested. Fight of the year too. So get close into it. To. Unleash. Close. Unleash. Look. Put, I'm open up the, the Mako Vault from the weekend. Cough. You cough. I'll keep Oof. talking. You've got a buddy. You've still got COVID. You've got long COVID. 
Long shot. Mate, I'll tell you, I, uh, I went to a, a cheeky little Sum 41 concert during the week, and I swear to You've God, I picked up a chest infection. Could be COVID, could be bronchitis, could be, could, AIDS. be could be hepatitis A, B, C, D, E, F, G. But it was a nice gig. Sum's 41, fantastic. Bit of early 2000s pop punk, mate. They absolutely brought it. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the multi, Matthew, and it stunk. Yeah. This is one you're of the You're struggling. Worst. I'm watching you. You're breathing heavy. I reckon you're going to fucking you'll be the first host that's ever died doing a podcast. You're looking like you're really – you look great, by the way. You've got the big floral arrangement on, but you look – I'm breathing. trying not to cough onto the yeah. microphone. So I'm trying really just, hard to do. Just sorry. mute. Just mute it, baby. But take us through. I've it. asked for three minutes now. Yeah, look, the multi absolutely suffered. I can't be blamed mm. for this one, though. Week in, week out, we say no. Palmer bet, as always, mm. gamble responsibly. Six mm. straight underdogs got up on this card and a few other like yep. bizarro sort of situations. So not that we just go for favourites. Like, we have educated sort of analysts, analysis, Correct. that's the word, educated analysis yes. each week. So we're not just going, oh, he's the favourite, I'm going to pick him. Of course not. But... It comes a time where you don't really expect six straight fucking rank outsiders to get up no. to you. So that multi look, would have been that. That was a mortgage mauler and a holiday house yeah. purchase. It would have if it got up, but I tell you what, it didn't. It absolutely no, not, not ours. The one that got up. Oh though, yes, yeah. If you had a, if you had a, been on it, it would have paid mm. six billion dollars. I reckon. Yep. To be honest. So just take look, us through it quickly because we have a preview yeah, yeah, as quick, well. Quick, so quick, just. Quick. We're going to get yep. through it quickly. But, rah, rah, rah. Michael Johnson beat uh, Mark Diakese. That was one that we got mm. wrong. That was a good fight, actually. Michael Johnson just showing that he still got it after his Jamie Malarkey banger that he lost a few months back. I gave it to I gave it to Diakese myself. It was an interesting fight. It was tight. Diakese, I think, won the first round quite nicely, and then sort of seemed to mm. take the foot off the sort of the foot off the, the pedal. pedal. Yeah, the foot pedal off the foot off hit. often hurts bikes because the judges forget the first round. Well, it's because they've already scored it. It doesn't really matter. No, but I don't reckon. I don't. I don't believe they do. And we've got no vision on it. Well, that's a story yeah, for another that's, day. That's interesting. But I think, mm. all things considered, they should have already scored the first round. So they don't. I would know. hope that's the case. But yeah. uh, look, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you. I probably didn't watch it close enough to give you an astute rundown on who won the third round because I think Johnson won the second, maybe, and then I'm not really sure. But end of the day, Johnson got the win. Clay Guida was a man I probably didn't respect enough last week because he's sort of long in the tooth and he's had about three billion fights and starting to lose a few here and there. And I really got around Scott Holtzman. But Clay Guida, mate, wound the clock back in a very, very good performance, yeah. I thought. Hot sauce he probably has to stop. Cooked he it. probably has to stop fighting too, though, doesn't he? Well, he got the win. He did a big fucking burp in the in the in the in the corner there between rounds, it was Clay Guida of old. So who knows what he'll do. He might fight till he's 49, this bloke. Who who really knows? Yeah. Nico Price, Matty, versus Phil Rowe. This was a good fight. I had Nico money Price on Nico sounds like Price. a European golfer. Yeah. PGA. The Euro. What do they call that? The European PGA. Tour. <laughs> Tour. I don't know any Nico courses Price. in Europe. I was going to say like Sawgrass or Pebble Beach. or but I don't know the European yeah. courses. Except mm. for St. Andrews. I guess. But anyway, uh, he lost that. Yeah. He lost to Phil Rowe. Got knocked out in the third round. Nico Price, entertaining bloke, entertaining fighter, but tends to lose quite a bit, unfortunately, of late. Yeah. So he probably needs to knuckle down a bit. Start sort probably of. Probably not, not your go, is it? If you're entertaining, but you can't win, you're probably in the wrong yeah, game. That's the thing. It's always like, hey, Nico Price will put on a show, but he'll probably lose, <laughs> which is unfortunate yeah. for him, to be honest. Yeah. We yeah. push on. We push on just because we're going to go through it quick, though. Jackie yeah. Manson versus Roman Dolidze, the man that come in late 
a week's notice when old mate fucking pulled out. I think Blonde Brunson pulled out. So yeah. I didn't give him much chance. And we've been told by old mate Brooksy, we've got to stop sleeping on Delitze. And you're probably right. He's actually probably right there. I, uh, no, we went yeah. with um, we went with the other guy. I told you, I said it last I week. You I, might I wasn't... Have. Maybe I got to stop sleeping. No, fuck off, Brooksy. If one bloke says that you can't just go with the loser, go with the winner. You probably didn't give Jackie Manson much chance, did you? And I was like, oh well. No, remember what I said. Beat, I said uh, I think yeah. he's the most overrated fighter. I said he yeah, doesn't no, impress me. That. And then you ran me back through his um, archives of fight. mate. That's I didn't realize he clipped us for that. Fuck him. Stop clipping us, mate. Get it. Get your own podcast. <laughs> Fucking hell! No, fair enough. Well, we go back and listen to it properly, mate. Get your get your wax out of your ears. I fucking I, we had a whole six minute segment on it. You took me through his last eight fights, and then you went. Maybe no, he, might right. have, oh, he might have said uh, Mako's got to stop sleeping. Maybe that's what he well, said. Well, no, but it's our podcast. So, like, if I get it wrong and you get it right, we both get it right. That's how it works. We never get the negative. That's true. We're like Lego. We are like Lego. We are in this shit connected. We are like Lego. Correct. That's mate. Um, well, deliver one fucked in. Him up, we mate. only take the positives here. Yeah, Delitze. We, we, we ride or die together and we, we whatever the fuck I'm trying to say. But Delitze got him down, got him in a calf slicer, they call it. You see the calf slicer? That's exciting to call it that. A calf slicer. Slapped yep. him in that. Had him absolutely prone on the mat. Couldn't move and just went whack, 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 whack. The big Georgian. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'll see you later, Jackie Manson. Back to the end of the queue. You're struggling. And this is why I didn't. Debut a blue last set because who knows if that Broad Meadows fella knew about a calf slicer. Oh, he mate, drops and puts me in a calf slicer at the Pro oh, Bros. Life's over. I'm going, what, what the fuck? Like a little doing craft beer house, pizza house, and you get slapped in a calf slicer in the car park, you're cooked. <laughs> you fucking panic, wouldn't you? Geez, you'd panic. They went straight into the fight. Instead of cops, punching, yeah. Cops. <laughs> As you're getting sliced. Slicer, hurry the fuck up. <laughs> No, no, yep, I'm not talking anyway. about the fucking meat slicer in the kitchen with the yeah. little fo- the prosciutto in the fucking, <laughs> yeah, the fucking suppressor. No, no, it's a calf slicer. It's a calf slicer. Suppressor. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Look, okay. Yeah. Next fight, Matty, I want to get your thoughts because I reckon you've got a few. Oh, I do. I, you, I go, do you want to tell the result two? first? Oh, yeah, Ty, our man, Bam Bam Tuivasa, Australia's man. We love him, Bam Bam. Love up him. against this raging Russian, Sergei Pavlovich. Mm. Uh, not the result we were looking for, to be honest, as a country, as a podcast, as a, as just Aussie blokes. This is not what we were looking for. We were looking for a banger. We are looking for a big fight, looking for Tui Vasa to do what he does. We want to see some shoeies. We want to see the man from the area get the job done. But, oh, boy, wasn't to be, was it, Matthew? It was not to be. The Pavlikox found himself in my boring sort of stable. I've got him in there. Joe, Looks like nothing. He's found himself in your he's, stable. He's found, big place I'm, I'm on him now. Going forward, I'm, I'm behind him heavily, actually. I well, like him a lot. I like a big girth. i tell you what, though, Mako Shark. There's two things happening in this fight. Firstly, I don't think anyone on earth ever, ever thought a bloke would bam, 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 bam and actually run at him. And, I know. Because normally oh, he has yeah. time to, like, feel his way into a fight. He actually went, all right, I'm going to put it on you and see how you like it, which is – Absurd mm-hmm. and crazy oh. logic, in my opinion. Like, not even Cyril Garn. I don't even reckon Flannycock would do that. No. I, there's a feel out no process. One's done this it. bloke went, I don't even respect your power. I'm going to feel you out with my fucking left jab that's going to knock you into oblivion. Scary man, Mako Shark, that guy. <clears throat> yeah. A girthy, oh, yeah. six foot four, reachy character. 
that's got a slight hint of humour in the post-match, that's as, that's as scary a man as you can get. Slight hint of humour, reach, girthy, and punches hard. I don't think you could create a better fighter, really. Like, he was quite cute in his post-match. Hey, give me the bonus, guys. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, I yep. will say to you this, though. Bam Bam looked very tired to me. He's been a big he, year. It just felt a waste. It, it, I was just like... I, I, the way he defended it, I was like, mate, like I, I don't understand it. I'm not a martial artist, but Christ Almighty, there's, he's got more skills and more strings to his bow than standing there and swinging outrageous hooks that are missing by a country mile. Put him in the cl- – we've seen him in the clinch. He's fucking dangerous with those clinch elbows and knees. Like he didn't even try mm-hmm. it. It was mm-hmm. – no, it felt yeah. to me like he was tired. <clears throat> and he just the goose the goose or the get the goose of the gander or whatever that's saying. I just felt like it was fucking like all right. He's probably going to beat me. I'm not even going to bother. That's it. Just was weird to me. It was a weird game plan. I just thought when he come at him, clinch him and like don't allow that reach to hit you in the face. And I know it's I don't have any skill in this genre, but it just to me, Mako Shark, it was like nah. Right, that was like the Lower Plenty Pub on Christmas, the way that fight looked to me. Look, it was unfortunate, wasn't it? Because, yeah, I think you said he's done it. He's had a big fucking year, mate. The man has fought and fought and fought. He's when I say this, it's, it doesn't come from any anger or like, I don't know, no, no. I love the man, but it's just, yeah, yeah, it just felt a waste. Not only I, is I he... I didn't mean to interrupt, but I just had to put that on the no, record. No, you're right. He's fought and fought and fought. Not only does he fight and fight, he's travelled the world, mate. He's fought in America. He he's fought in France. He's back here in Orlando. He, he, he goes and does his camps over in Dubai. This is a man that's been on the road away from his family a lot this year and just put on performances that we've all loved throughout the whole year, yeah. the last couple of years, to be honest. But, yeah, it just looked like this fucking rampaging Russian, this big Pavlikok, as you said. He just – I like, I like, like him. No one does that, mate. Like, he just didn't nah. feel him out at all. He ran at him like a fucking raging elephant and said, I'm going to fight fire with fire. And Jeez, he shit. got the better of him. And that's almost yeah. like two of us. To a certain extent, I think he almost relishes that. You see him get in trouble, like he's done against Greg Hardy when he got rocked. You've seen yeah. it against but let's just, Derek Lewis. Just rewind for a second. You've seen him against Greg Hardy and then think about Pavlikok. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Of course, yeah. different kettle of fish. Yeah. But it's like he gets Correct. in these firefights and it's almost when he gets rocked, the fucking that summons the extra power out of him. You just see you almost mm. see it click in his brain, oh, I'm in trouble. So he just goes bananas, which is kind of what yeah, he, he tries to do, but Against a man like Pavlikok, it's just not going to work, unfortunately. <laughs> and saw it's great. I like it, Sergey Pavlikok, yep. and it just doesn't work, mate. It's just it's, it wasn't going to work. You get lucky sometimes against a piece of shit like Greg Hardy, but yeah, unfortunate result. But he'll go back. Back mate. to the he'll drawing board, surely. Got to get another board. stringier bow, big guy, because you can't become. We don't want you to become. We like you can't become Derek Lewis two point You can't beat up uh, the mid carders. And when you get to someone, you, you, you're better than that. I reckon he's a lot better than Derek well, Lewis. Well, he is too because he's, he's a lot more. Cyril, yeah, that was correct. a great performance. He was a bee's he, giant from beating yeah, Cyril. So a bee's close. giant, so, mate. Look, this is a strange yeah. sport, mate. This is a strange sport. On the night, anything can happen. It only takes one. Like, it only takes one split second to change a fight. And look, these things happen, mate. These things do happen. So, as you said, I will say board. Yep. Not all doom and gloom. He's only a, he, he dropped like one spot. He's still the fifth best heavyweight yeah, in the UFC. That's like plenty of fights. You know, and and there's that fucking Curtis fucking rollerblades in so that that'll be his next fight, in my opinion. He's been calling him out for a oh, while, mate. fucking rollerblades. Roller he can take rollerblades. 
fuck him up good. big time. So that's that. And then you win uh, that, and then you know it's all good. But it was just it felt like not lazy, but it just felt a bit. I don't know. I I, I didn't feel like. I just I don't know. Not, I, I don't, yeah. Wasn't. I, yeah. Okay. I like it though. He said, he's, that's fine. I've had a big year. I'm going to take some rest now. I'm going to have Christmas off. I'm going to stay at home yeah. with my family, have Christmas that's with lovely. me boy. Don't have yep. to go around the fucking world again and train. And yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to take some time off, enjoy myself. Talking about yeah. Perth, I'm looking forward. We're, you know, as, as we all know, we're floor boys at Perth. We've got floor seats, mate. This is we we can't drink, though, mate. That's, Look, that's pretty fun. Can't drink for certain reasons, obviously, because we're up and about these days. We are part of the industry. So you cannot drink on the job, Matthew. Yes. But that's okay. We're going to see Bam Bam. We're going to be within meters. We'll see him. He'll be fucking cage side. He'll be sucking brewskis with all the boys. We'll be watching on. We'll be excited. We might get down there and tap him on the shoulder and say, G'day, mate. Hey, big fella. I'm happy. I'm happy he's going to have some time off. He'll be watching Perth in person. And, mate, probably March, April, May, he'll be back. He'll be bashing blokes. It's all good. Quick question with that notice here, Mako Shark. Why does he go to Dubai every time for a camp? Good question. Um, I've heard him talk about it. I think he just says if he's in Australia at home, he has too many temptations, too many people. Why Dubai? Hey, let's go do this. Let's go do that. He's found himself a good team, a good camp that he goes okay. over there. He gets away okay. from everything and he just focuses in, dials in. Not sure why Dubai, but it's something to do with whoever he knows over there. And he has a good team set up and he just yeah. puts his head down and his ass up and, and he works over there, gets it done. Okay. So, you know, works for him. Good on him. Good on him. We'll whip through Next the rest fight. of this, Matty. Yeah, just quick Los and then Angios. get to the fight of the year. Then we've got the preview. Yeah, we'll get past the Matthias Nicolau versus Matt Schnell fight. That was good. This Nicolau looks like a fucking bit of a uh, bit of a talent. He's got some serious yeah. skill. Good victory there. Made Schnell look a bit shit, to be honest. Then we go Brian Vinny Barbarina versus Rafael Dos Aranos. Yo. Dos Aranos just doesn't, uh, doesn't stop, does he? <laughs> Bad doesn't man. Doesn't stop. Father Tom cannot Bad catch man. up to this man. Bad man. Called out our man, too. Called, Called out, out your man. My fave. My, and I tell you, since I've got on him, he's only doing better and bigger things on the socials. It's it's, oh, a, he's, it's a, 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 he's going to come. He'll be undefeated when he comes back, I'm telling you. No one's going to. He's chin and everything thickness. He feels thicker he's than me. He's the biggest man. He is so fucking huge at the moment. Without the beard, he was looking like a different person, Conor McGregor. It's outrageous. He's been going up to everyone on Twitter. He's potting fucking Joe Rogan. That's an illegal yeah. knee. That was yeah. an illegal knee. You fuck. He's calling people sausages. He's calling out Artem Lobov. You fucking uncooked sausage. Joe obscene. Rogan can eat a dick, but it, fucking Joe Rogan. Like, what are you doing? Like trying to call out all these people? Like about you to call out the Rock. Called out fucking McGregor. Like, look in your own fucking corner. Corroiding? Joseph. Yeah, come on, Joseph. You drip wet wow. with your crap suit that you've clipped him for. You drip wet in winter. Well, he doesn't fucking pull bodies. any punches. He tells everyone. He's on the HGH. Yeah, but, but don't be morning. clipping blokes that aren't in a testing pool. People can do whatever the fuck they want. When they come back in, they're clean. I'm happy with it. You snap your leg. I reckon start taking some gear to fucking heal that shit, baby. But if I was, a, if, anyway. I was a, if I was in his position and my foot... Had the doctor stoppage, and I had the money and the means. I'd be juicing up to get it healing quicker, and I'd, I'd even put a fucking uh, a Bob Holly fucking titanium shin or wrist, but I'd do it in my shin. So when I kick and they get knocked out, that's what I'd be doing personally. Tell him it's a doctor stoppage. Doctor stoppage. Hundred percent doctor stoppage. Uh, look, so yeah, Dosanio's calling out Connor. It's a fight that actually makes sense. We didn't get that fight back in two thousand and six, sixteen. 
16 mm. ended up being uh, Connor versus Nate. Bizarre how the world works. It was supposed to be hey, Connor versus He could Dos be still Anjos. undefeated if he fought Dos Anjos. Ended up fighting on a fucking 14 days notice, I think it was, or 12 days, up against Nate Diaz at 170. Fucking like outrageous stuff. Sliding doors moment, that fight never happening. Maybe it happens next year. Who knows? Who knows? We might be there. Who knows? Who, Who knows? knows? Main event time, Matthew. As you said, potential fight of the year candidate late here in December. Wonder Boy, Stephen Thompson versus Kevin Holland. Fuck me. What a fight. Um, a bizarre fight, a strange fight. Looking back on it, probably Kevin Holland might regret some of his decisions. Just yeah. trying really hard to be one of these fan favorites, stand and bang. I don't, I'm not, I'm not a pussy. I'm not wrestling. I'm not taking a shot. I'm not shooting. I'm not a pussy type stuff. We're just going to fight. But hey, Kevin Holland potentially trying to have a kickboxing fight with one of the greatest kickboxers and strikers in the UFC history. Maybe not yeah. a great idea. Maybe it's bizarre, Mako Shark. It's bizarre, but if yeah. If you want to actually win a fight. Yeah, he's probably just looking for clout. It's a clout. And well, that's he, what it is, isn't it? It's a classic clout situation. It's a, it's a classic clout. The uh, the C, is it clout with a C or a K? It's a C. It's a C major. It's a C major. S, double C S. Classic clout situation. And yep. uh, well, Wonderboy had the broken fist too, though. I've seen that. I didn't actually say that. Broken fist also. Broken hand, unless I just completely went into oblivion this way. But I'm certain I saw him uh, a selfie with him with a broken hand, swollen, swally boy. Stephen Thompson. I don't know. I know Kevin Holland fucking mutilated his hand. No, he did. But I'm, I'm certain I, I saw Stephen a weird did. swollen Thompson mitt. Yeah, maybe. Anyway. I actually don't know potentially, but I hope his feet are all right because he was kicking the shit out of him. Some of those kicks, mate. I think people have sort of uh, underappreciated Wonder Boy over the last few years because. It's been a while since he's put on a clinic. He gets put up against fucking grapplers all the time. You don't get to see it. But my goodness gracious me, this man has some weapons. Some of the kicks he's he fucking does. putting in at close range, he's kicking the bloke's head from like half a metre away. Like You should be able to do some of the stuff he was doing. Putting on an absolute fucking clinic in that cage. And it was entertaining. I was screaming. I was hooting and hollering. Just a fun fight to watch. It's a hoot and holler, Mako Shark. Um, I've actually found it. He did break his hand. It's amazing. Broke it. Broke it. A couple it. of mitt breakers. They, they both broke mitts. So every, everyone that was going, oh, yeah. Let me, let me find There you go. Picture. Oh, Kevin Holland yeah, only lost because he broke his mitt. Well, so did Tomo. Tomo Cock had a, a mitt break, but I just can't find the fucking still. That's, That's right. We're a podcast anyway. It doesn't matter. You show me after. There it is. Oh, there it is. Oh, yeah, no, that's a fucking balloon. His hands are balloon. <laughs> a balloon. Mako Shark, balloon our cocks into a UFC preview for this week, please. Yep, 100%. We're here, baby. It's pay-per-view rundown time. UFC 282, Matthew. It's got to be a sharp uh, one, too, because we've got a bit on the fucking plate, the plate. We've got a bit the on the fucking rundown here. I'll tell you what, this is a pay-per-view that sort of uh, it promised a lot a few weeks ago, and all of a sudden... Few fights uh, aren't quite what we wanted, but that's okay. It's no. still a pay per view. It's the last pay per view of the year. I'm excited. We'll get a multi. Uh, we'll Ooh, we'll yes. wrangle together a multi here. We're going to we start going? with Chris Curtis versus Joaquin Buckley. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. This is actually a good fight. There's a couple of bangers here. Um, yeah. 
Uh, shit, I probably shouldn't have started. I'm a bit nervous, actually. Right now. Chris Curtis, Joaquin Buckley, I can't pick him. I can't separate him. What do you reckon? Hey, sep- no, you separate him, baby. All right, let's your, separate him. I know that head. Chris Curtis is the underdog. I think Chris Curtis might be the sneaky outsider here. Um, Joaquin's a very dangerous man. $2.63 Everyone's still sort of milking that fucking spinning knockout viral KO that Joaquin got. Chris yep. Curtis has just been slowly doing some work of late. So I put him in the multi for me, please. He's in. All right. We're going to keep going, keep going. Your mate, Jazino Rosenstrike, the man that you've called out many, many a time. He still Doesn't hasn't answered the call either. There's only one reason why. Scared He's yellow. He's up against He's... Chris Dalkus. This is one of these blokes, Chris Dalkus. We never seem to put him in the multi, I don't think. I think we always bag out Chris Dalkus. Yeah. I just think... I'm going to keep that going. Stinks. I think Rosenstrike just has to get back in the wing column at some point, and it's probably going to be this week. Chris Darkus, he's an ex-cup. Hey, he's hard. Hey, he gets beaten. Chris Darkus, oh, he's Chris on the Darkus. beat in uh, Minneapolis. Anyway, Philly, I think. Next he's fight, maybe. Yep. Is he a Philly? Is he? Okay. He's a Philly. He's Philly. This next fight's Philly interesting. State. Yeah. This interesting fight, Matty. This is uh, on paper, my people might look over this one, but I'm very, very intrigued by this fight. Raul Rosas Jr. versus Jay Perrin. Raul, as you might be uh, aware and remember a few months ago, the youngest man ever in the UFC. Dana White's contender series at 17 years of age, picked up a contract with a very, very impressive win, which is just ludicrous to me. 17 year old, just dominated. He's big. He's strong. He's scary looking. It must be said. Uh, yeah. He's in debuting on the pay per view, and uh, I'm interested, mate. He's just turned 18. He's literally 18 and change. Yep. And I'm ready. I'm ready to see him take names. So I'm going to put. Rose and he has in honey in his voice. He's got a lot of honey, baby. Raul got the honey in the voice. Yeah, had honey in your voice tonight, Raul. Anyway, <laughs> get down with your bad self, Raul Rosas Jr. <laughs> I tell you. It's going to be interesting. I'm actually very intrigued. So, yeah, he's just turned 18. He's a fucking monster-looking dude. Putting so him in? Putting him in, baby. If he's there, stick him in. Connor shouted him out today. Loved it. Who? Raul? Connor, Connor did like a fantastic young gentleman type like retweet. Oh, good. Was, did he yeah. really? Well, he, he did, got the yeah. Shout out on from the Twitter. Man, Connor. Yeah. That's a nice rub. Mm. This next fight, mate, we're going main card. First fight up, we got Bryce Thugnasty, the Flat Earth Mitchell, up against <laughs> Ilya Topuria. This is a fucking good fight, mate. This is a good fight. Don't sleep on this fight. I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now, Topuria is an up-and-comer. He's, uh, he's a bit of a dynamo. Hands of lightning fast hands, this bloke. I don't know if you saw it during the week. He was punching some bags and some mitts. This prick got some going. hands. But Bryce Mitchell, he's on a tear. $2.20, Bryce Mitchell. Uh, I know, and he's paying, I think, quite juicy odds for what this fight is. You saw him in his last outing just absolutely take control and dominate Edson Barboza, which no one expected. Everyone's like, oh, he'll get him down because he's such he's so good on the mat, Bryce Mitchell. Everyone thought, well, on the feet, Barboza's going to tear him up, but he didn't. He actually took care of Barboza on the feet and on the mat. It impressed me a lot. He's a bit of a strange prick. He's a, he's a flat earther. He, he's quite vocal about it. He wants to debate Joe Rogan. So hopefully he gets the win and calls him out in the middle of the cage and we get a bit of flat earth debate going in the ring on pay-per-view. Well, it, it needs to happen. The flat earth the flat earth in-ring debate 
is absolutely oh, what money. we all need and what we're all here for. Mako Shark. 100%. Uh, i got to put him so, in. Well, for mine, stick him in. I just, I think he's high level. This Tapuria, he's up to 20 is ludicrous. I think it's ludicrous. I think it's too much for Bryce Mitchell, 220. Yeah. Okay. Too he's good in. to refuse Let's for keep, mine. Keep that trainer rolling. Next fight, mate. This is a good fight. It's a big fight. I'm excited for this. Darren Till, Matthew. Darren Till. Darren. Up against our man. Have we called him our man? The South African? Drakus no, he is. Duplessis. He's our man. Drakus. He's our man. Drakus Duplessis, Matthew. He's got diplomatic immunity on this podcast. I'm telling you that much. And he's definitely not got Riva. I tell you, there's one thing he hasn't done, and that is he has never texted a rugby player, Matthew. Not once has he texted a rugby player. I tell you, he's never done like a shark. He's never been on stumps and stumped across a bedroom and uh, and and committed a crime. He's never been on stumps and been never a stumpy been boy. Never been on That's blades or stumps in his no. life. There's and no blade runner here. It's just the duplicy. <laughs> <laughs> he's not a three-quarter man like you. Anyway. <laughs> three-quarter man like you. Anyway. I hope people at home have actually watched that and they know what we're saying. But... Drakus Duplessis, Matthew, he's a tough prick. <laughs> I think. I think he's a tough-ass prick. And he Three-quarter man fought in his last fight. Three-quarter man. Um, he fought in July at the Volk Holloway <laughs> fucking pay-per-view, I think. And he bashed someone up pretty good in a real exciting fight. Can't yeah. quite remember off the top of me he's here. He's going to bash Till's he's fucking sh- fat head off his head. I think, yeah. I'm telling you. I think he's going to bash Till. I think Till's yeah, yeah. on a bit of a skid. We all know Till's on a skid and needs a fucking win. Like, you fucking absolutely need oxygen to breathe. But I just think it's a tough fight for him. I think it's a really tough fight for Till on a skid, looking for a win. I think mm. Drakas is going to get it done. Drakas. I love Drakas. Duplessis. Duplessis, Matthew. Faf Duplessis. Plays a beautiful cover drive, does Duplessis. Oh. Beautiful. Oh, Hansi Kronje and Kifle Vessels, Matthew. I'm going to say it again. He's got some fucking diplomatic immunity. Diplomatic. Mako Shark, can I, we, we might have to have a sub episode. The South African, geez, they've had some fucking big moments, haven't they? They've had a captain, the captain of the cricket, fly, um, um, what are those called, those little Cessna? He Cessna'd yep. into a cliff, coming off the back of heavy allegations. Yeah, very. I was going to say he's dodgy. I think it was a bit of a, a bit of suspect. It's, sort a, it's of your a classic today, or what? Someone it's your classic there. heavy, heavy, um, heavy allegation. allegation cliff. Cessna cliff crash. That's what they call that. It's the old-fashioned heavy allegation Cessna cliff crash. Hence, yep. Cronia. I'm sorry, but that's yep. exactly what it is. Textbook. <laughs> Mate, they're sharks. They're great white sharks. Can't just be sharks. They got to breach the water. They do. They're the flippy boys. You know those great whites that flip. That they jump out of the water at such oh, yeah. um, ferocity, they actually breach the the great whites breach the water. Is that off the South African water? It. Is it? Is that the South African water? They waters? breach it with the seals. Yes. So they have breaching great whites. They have heavy allegation Cessna cliff crashes, and they've got a three quarter man. Yeah, fucking. Tell you. Rest in peace, read the fucking. Anyway. Whatever you know, I, yeah. No, I love every time we fights because we get to do our, 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 our exit. Oh, mate. When I see so him on the fun. list, I go, yes. My lips start fucking salivating at the thought of being able yes. to get South African on the podcast, Matthew. Okay, we I must wish continue, I was a South African. Shark. It's a very hard accent to do. <laughs> it's okay, though. You sound like the man from the George on Collins, Greg Kahan. He's a, he, that's how he speaks, my friend. He loves the blues, the cartoon blues. Fuck you, Essendon, John. 
Yes, that's how he says, let's... fuck you, Essendon. Anyway. All right, let's push on. This okay. next fight, we don't like him. He's a coward. I don't. I, I never speak ill of fighters because I respect everyone that's in that cage, mate. We're just a couple of podcasters, Matthew. So it's mm. from a place of respect when we talk about <laughs> these warriors, but not when it comes to this man, Santiago Ponzinibbio. You're a coward, Ooh. and I'm yep. calling you out on the podcast. If anyone wants to give Oof. this to him, I can't give it to him because he's blocked us, Matthew. We're blocked on all social media from Santiago Ponzinibbio's accounts. Because we told him how it is. We told him that he's running from Jake Matthews, scared. He was Linford Christieing away at a rapid rate, didn't want nothing to do with Jake Matthews, and then he blocked us. And he blocked. So you're going with uh, Dan Morano? <laughs> yes, 100% Morano's going in the multi, and he's a fucking red hot favorite too. Panzanibio. This is, yeah, no, get him in. He's in. This Lease is a late out. fucking call up too. This is supposed to be Rob Lawler. Wasn't it? He's in. Is that correct? Yep. No, it He's is supposed correct. supposed to be Robbie Lawler. Well, how the hell is this bloke coming in on a week notice like a rampaging favourite? Like, no, no. Interesting. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, it's weird. Maybe because everyone knows Ponzinibbio is a coward. Mourinho, oh. Dan Mourinho is not the favourite. Ponzinibbio is the favourite. Oh, my, is he? Because my fucking, my, what I'm looking at. Dan Mourinho is $2.55. Penibia, okay. uh, coward Boy is 153. All right. Well, I'm going to show you what my phone says. Mine right now, USA website, has Ponzinibbio as plus 310. Dumb. Which means he's yeah, a, a rank outsider. That. Outsider. So I've got faulty info. Onward. Anyway, put Morono in anyway. Next fight up, I'm going to talk about blokes that I've sort of jumped off a bit. Paddy Pimbless. Paddy the body, we don't get knocked out, Matthew, against Jared Gordon. You might not out. get knocked out, Paddy Pimblett, but I tell you what, metaphorically, you just got knocked the fuck out 10 sixth by the GOAT Ariel Helwani today. I don't know if anyone yeah. out there, including yourself, Matthew, has been up on this story. No, I but saw gee it. Whiz, gee whiz, Paddy Pimblett, you've made a right tear to yourself, in my opinion, today. Ariel Helwani, off the long run, doesn't take kindly to absolute nonsense, and he just sets the story straight every single time. And if you haven't watched it, this is actually give not us a, a cliff note. So he's gone on the day. He's gone on his. He's had Dana White on his podcast, and then he's put yeah, the he's foot in trying to get the suck from Dana and saying, "Look, oh, why don't you, why don't you pay the guys? Well, the, the, you dumb idiot. The eyes you get for going on his show is what equals dollars for you in the in the the PR sense. So, like, what are you talking about? <clears throat> big, what big, are you big, talking long, about? Long-winded story, but yeah, it all ends up a lot of shit talking back and forth. He was supposed to go on Helwani. He wanted to go on Helwani. Everyone goes on Helwani. It's the great show, MMA hour. Helwani's the goat, I'm telling you. He really is. He's great. He rubs people the wrong way occasionally, but I think people just don't know what they're talking about, to be honest. Anyway, long story there, short, blah, blah, blah. He said, hey, Ariel, I'm going to be in New York, blah, blah, blah. Let's get together. This is a man also, just by the way. Ariel Helwani had Paddy Pimblett on his show in 2015, 16, back before he was anyone. Back in the Cage Warrior days, before anyone in America knew who the bloke was, Ariel Helwani, the one man, had him on the show multiple times because he liked him. He thought he had the potential to be a star. I want him on the show. Give him a bit of a rub. This yep. is a man that's done a lot for Paddy Pimblett. Anyway, blah, 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 blah. It's too long a story for our podcast. But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. His manager gets in contact with fucking Ariel and says, listen, we've got time, but we've got a few paid things we're doing. We've got Barstool. We've got Howl ahead. We've got some paid work on. Uh, if you want to get a budget together, uh, maybe we can come on your show. And then Helwani just goes, hang on a second. 
this is an actual insult. What is going on here? Not once in my entire 15-year career have I ever been asked to pay for interviews. It just doesn't happen. It's just not what happens. He's had Conor McGregor. He's had Adesanya. Yeah, unless studio, it's Buff Bagwell. Jones. Unless you buff Bagwell, then you pay. But all of the fighters, every name you could possibly muster up, the biggest stars in the industry have all been on his show and not once has it ever been raised that you have to pay to get them on because that's just not how the industry works, mate. It doesn't work like that. Blah, 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 blah. I keep saying blah, blah, blah. But it's just gone back and nah. forth a few times. Paddy's got his knickers in a bunch. Called him out on the podcast with Dana. We all know Dana's thoughts on Ariel. It's not a not a nice relationship between those two. Um, no. And it's just blown right up. He's gone out and absolutely shredded Hel- Helwani, who then has got the receipts, Matthew, and then gone on a 70-minute – Not I won't say tirade because it wasn't. It was a well-spoken, articulate – step-by-step, piece-by-piece, receipt after receipt, smackdown on Paddy Pimblett. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I've gone from really, really liking the baddie to, I'm, uh, I don't know, it's just changed my opinion. This aside, Mojo Shark, uh, but you're punting for the fans. This aside, no, you can't punt. You can't, no, you can't punt that way. You've got to punt who you actually think is the better fighter. You can't punt because of Ariel. <laughs> Who's going to win the fight? You can't. I don't know. Because if you do a multi gone. off air, you're putting. Don't if you do. I'm going to call you. If you do a multi of your own squid, you're putting Pimblet in. Don't even pretend. I probably would have. Yeah, probably would have. So yeah. for that alone, maybe put Pimblet in the multi still. Pimblet's going to win. I don't know. He might win. It just depends on how good this Jared Gordon really is, Mister uh, Heroin sort of bloke. Yeah, no, the recovery guys gone to jail. The recovery boys. No, they 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 they're mentally taxed, mate. They, they've gone through hell and it's even just an absolute unbelievable feat to even be doing what he's doing after what he's gone through and put himself through. I, I don't think he uh, – Pimblet's very good. He's, he's, he's a bit of a jerk off. But I think, yeah, I think this Gordon's – he's washed um, personally. Let's, let's put him in the multi because I don't want my uh, emotions to dictate the multi. So put, put Paddy in for us. If you but it could also be that you've all Gordon wins because Pimblet's gone and hurt the goat. And you know, it's a, in fantasy football we say if you piss the fantasy gods off, you can do it. If you get too excited, it's like me when Essendon were winning in two thousand. I didn't really get cocky at school once. I was just like, eh, another win, cocky, baby. But Jesus Christ! I wish my cock was out, and I was doing the you know when you whack it against your legs and it makes that sound. Yeah. In hindsight, never, if you had a known that Sam Anderson, wish I was doing that. <laughs> Wish I was doing that, and I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't doing the swing from the inner. And, and now yeah, I regret it. I only cock. wish. I wish I could helicopter cock. I haven't had a chance to helicopter cock. By the way, Mako Shark and listeners out there, when we went to Hex the other night, and I told you, I told you how upset I was that they were on the gas. Told you that, didn't Ooh. I? Oh, the bombs in the yeah. gas. Yeah, Stringer yeah, hasn't trained with the main group yet. Hasn't trained with the main group. He was one taking this photos with us. Fucking. Midnight at twelve at night, on fucking Flemington Road, doing like we're yelling out Paco cock, and he loved it. But like Paco, <laughs> you're our most explosive like game winner, and you haven't fucking your night was exactly the training? calorie intake because he's injured. Injury or just oh, he's injured? Yeah, <laughs> no okay. groin. But like it's because he's in the gas. You got to like get lay off the p- fucking piss, mate. Anyway, so we're putting Pimblet in, are we? We are, mate. Putting him in, but I'm also okay. he's lucky he's not in the shark tank. He stunk it. Yeah, he stunk it up, Patty. If you're listening, fucking pull your head in, mate. All right. We've just we've just rocked over. Uh, we're going. We're going yeah, for well. time here. You got it quickly. Gone long. Uh, Jan Blahovic 
versus Magomed. Oh, sorry, I said that wrong. Magomed Ankalaev for the light heavyweight title vacant. Jan Blachowicz looking to be the first man ever to win two vacant titles, which is outrageous <laughs> if he did do it. But I uh, don't think he will. I think this Ankalaev, he's a man not to be messed with, mate. He's not a man to be messed with. And I know the Polish power was great. He's beaten some good blokes. But I just think Ankalaev is the smart money here on this fight. I think he's on a bit of a tear. I think he's on another level. It's a round one Ankalaev stoppage. Good call from you. That's big. I'm not going to go that ham on it. I don't know about round one stoppage, but if you call it, you know, I'm a young, I'm a young guy, but Uncle Live, he's a, he's a guy. He's a fucking big. He's six foot four. Yeah, one of these in that division. Scary rush, and he, yep. he's a scary, scary, scary man. May go sharp. Round one. It could be a round one. The only bloke I can foresee maybe taking Uncle Live down and fucking stopping him is probably our man Jim Crute. So that could happen next year. But yeah, I just think Uncle Live. Put him in the multi if you're at home. He's in. Lock it in. So, Stick it in an eight-legger. It's an eight-legger. It's our old school. Arachnid. It's paying $25. Paying a bit. Is that all? Getting you t- no, $25 will pay. Oh, sorry. Yep. Uh, return. We always do a 25 bet. Yeah, yeah. 2383.27. That's a lot of money. What are the actual odds? 95. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, yeah. So that's ninety-five. It. Don't say we don't give you oh, value yeah. here. No, no, that's value. Mako Shark. Now there was a, a a friend of the pod on a big fight Friday night. Eternal. Just give us a quick update on what happened there. Yeah, man, Josh Kuhn, the Kamikaze. Unfortunate. Yeah. Unfortunate, actually. It was he was looking good. He uh, suffered another loss at Eternal there in uh, the Gold Coast up against a. Mm. This is what I don't like. Although you know you can't blame it. You got to beat who you're up against, but. He's, he's gone down to featherweight, Matthew, which he actually did quite well. He got there easy. He looked fucking good. He looked shredded. Looked he looked right. lean. He looked mean. He looked tough. He looked good. Gone down to 145 from his uh, usual 155 at featherweight, which, you know, would be the agenda there is to go down in weight and try and really bash the featherweights who can't handle your power because he's a strong man. He has right. knockout power. So you go down. These blokes aren't going to be able to handle the power. All of a sudden, they match him up against a six-foot-two fella who you just couldn't fathom is making featherweight. It doesn't make any sense. He's six foot two fighting at 145. He's just too long. He's too rangy. It's yeah. a fucking nightmare of a matchup for anyone, to be honest. Yeah. So Josh Gurney, he landed some good shots. He showed his wrestling now. So he took him down, controlled him for a while, looked good on the mat too, showing he's got a few strings to his bow. But this other boy, I can't remember, Biata, I think his name is, he was, he was tough, mate. He yeah, ate a few yeah. shots. But Kuhn just, a lot of the time, he just couldn't quite get in. He couldn't get into the reef because yeah, he's so long. Fight. He was so rangy. He couldn't get in the fucking, just couldn't get in there. And he ended up ended up losing. It's a shame. We, shame uh, back, though. He's got the right attitude. He's got the right team. He's got the right attitude. He's got the right attitude. He's fucking working with blokes like the Volk, Joe Lopez, these guys at Freestyle. He gets down to city kickboxing. Like He surrounds himself with the best. He's committed to getting better and being the best. So we're, we're, we're right or die here on this pod. Our man, the kamikaze. Don't don't worry about him. He'll be back, and we can't wait for it. Agree, Mago Shark. Now there was uh, the, the there was the Battle of Britannia on the weekend, and I don't know why we keep going into that because that's not his voice. But Mako Shark, it, it was that on the Derek Chisora. Who wants to see another heavyweight trilogy? Who's done it more than me? N- anyway, that's not his accent, but um, that was a spiffication. And I tell you right now. 
He's already been on crime in sports, Chisora, but that that he will commit a heinous crime in his time. He got spifflicated. He will make a shark. I'm telling you, his head didn't need to cop what it copped. And it only Chronic took the rest. traumatic encephalopathy. Is that what they call it? Chronic traumatic encephalopathy. He's got the encephalopathy. He's got the encephalopathy. And oh, the ref stopped it. The ref said, you're not coming back out. And his team were like, no, oh, give it up. Maybe your dickhead team should have not let you out. And did you see him like, when they were eating the burgers after? He's like, uh, you can't speak already. Yeah, Mate, yeah. It's, it's trauma. It's like, didn't it was it. even like that pre-fight, though, when you see he goes, when Tyson Fury's like, I'll oh, stand and bang and we'll, what do you say? Like, meet it's you in on the like middle. Donkey, meet in the middle like men. It's on like Donkey Kong. And then this is Tashora. Yeah, you don't want to know it, eh? You don't want to know it. It sounds like, <laughs> it sounds like fucking um, Angus Young. Well, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, yes, yes, yes. Angus it sounded like Young, fucking Stu Hart. If you wanted to train your edge, why didn't you just train him? You know, and we were up in the room and you know, we had the audition with Brian. And, uh, it's horrible. Uh, it's shocking. That's what he sounds like, and it just freaked me the fuck out. And it was 11 rounds of Fury just picking on him. Like, he's supposed to be his of mate. I was just, it should never yeah, have happened. It, it was a stupid fight. Our man, the, the true Geordie, that bloke that really took Jippo <laughs> to task on his pod, He'd be sitting back smug right now, just going, well, this was ridiculous from the start. He wanted <laughs> yeah. to lie to us all. He wanted to lie to our yeah. faces and act like it was a real hard fight. And anyone, he's a, a dangerous man. He could stop no, anyone. Not. It's like, yeah, no, cool, man. You're like one of the greatest ever. Like, he's not stopping you. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then the uh, your gappy tooth bastard got up in the oh, ring yeah. and they did that. That was so good. Because he that is was- a gappy tooth. That actually got me he's back got- on him. I've been off him a little bit. When, when he starts <laughs> just screaming, dickhead. Gappy tooth. He didn't know what to say. He doesn't know what to say under pressure. It's quite funny. He's like really like educated with his like his promos, but when he gets put on the what spot, can you say to that? He just does like Tourette stuff. Like when he was doing it to that bloke, you know, he, he goes, Tyson, you don't know how to turn the phone off. He's like, oh, you fucking ball sack. Yeah, yeah, fucking. Like, he just you're doesn't. Bald, you're bald. <laughs> he gets flustered. He kept screaming like, oh, dickhead. I'm going to take you. It was just very funny. And then um, Joe Joyce, <laughs> got, and then they patched each other, him and Joe Joyce. I'm the only man that calls you out, Joe. And then Joe's like, why don't we do it then? Oh, well, we've got away. It's just like, fuck me. Why don't you all just bloody either root or fight or something? It's weird. It's annoying. But it probably will happen next year, Mako Shark. The, uh, Usyk, the Usyk Fury. That's a good fight. That's the, the fight we want. If they can sell 60,000 tickets to a fucking Chesora trilogy. Fury, Fury will steamroll him. You could sell 100,000 to the Usyk fight. Cruiser probably, it's just so huge. You're middleweight. You're batty. You're middleweight. You gappy tooth dickhead. <laughs> he's too big. You six a freak, probably one of the best boxers on the planet. But how's he going to be able to beat the big fella? No, he, he won't. He can't. He, he'll get stopped. He fucking dropped wild. He drops these blokes now. Fury. He's all fat. He's sort of fatter than he's been. And he's all powerful, but he still moves well. It's quite a scary sort of yeah, guy. He's a he's a he's a physical. Uh, he's a, f- a unique specimen. Is what he is. He's a one of a kind. He is. I'll tell you what isn't unique, but is one of a kind, is the uh, the big, big matchup this weekend, Mako Shark. A big all-female main event. Jesus, been some, uh, some barbs thrown. Tell us about that just briefly uh, as we've I gone on a long time tonight. We've gone on long here, but I tell you what, this is the fight we've all been waiting for. The biggest fight in Australian female boxing history is finally happening this weekend. From Leeds, Matthew, matchroom card. Why is the biggest fight the... in Australian history happening in Leeds, Mako Sharp, well, with Mark Paducah and David O'Neill, Mark. Remember when he and scored Harry the four Keel goals and, and he's yelling out Mark. Michael... 
Bridges, Michael, Michael Bridges, Bridges. Your man, Bridges. Your man. Why is it happening in Leeds, Mako? Tell us that. Well, because it's happening in Ebony. She lives over there in the UK. She's Eddie Hearn's mm. gal. Matchroom putting on the card. She's the champ. They call the shots. They won the purse bid. She's not That's our why. girl. She's not our girl. She's not. We've tried to get her on the pod. We've, we wanted her to be a friend of the pod. Hasn't quite happened for oh, reasons can... that uh, no one really knows. But uh, look, the other uh, the other half of this big bout, shotgun Shannon big O'Connell. Bout. She is a friend of the pod. So for that well, that reason alone, she's our girl, and we're going all chips in, shotgun chips in. We should have put her in the multi. Well, she what's she paying? Can we get an odd on that? Oh, I'll go at it. That's interesting. Get you this is the fight I've been waiting for. Yeah, I'll filibuster my absolute something. I want to say cock. Um, uh, so this is a big fight. This is a big fight. We've been waiting for this. Uh, shotgun. There's been a lot of personal bars. She's paying two dollars seventy, Mako Shark. If we throw wow. her in the pod. The Bit pod multi that. goes from 95 to $266 to one with $25 put on that Mako Shark. You'll mm. make 66.73. I like that. So as we say, gamble responsibly. Please, Palmer Bet, always do it. But if you feel like if you're feeling lucky, stick Shannon yeah. O'Connell in that in that multi. Make it a nine-legger, cross over the codes into another sport. I like it. This is a fight though. Ebony Bridges, she's good. It's hard to get a read on her because everyone thinks she's just where she is because of her little lingerie gimmick she does at the weigh-ins, and she's got the she can fight. She's got this and that, whatever she does, and she gets the attention that way. But she can fight, no doubt. She can fight. She's the world champ for a reason. You have to win the world title. Lingerie yeah. won't get you that. So, but Shannon O'Connell, mate, she's tough. She's tough as fuck. She can throw hands. She can fight, and we can see. You've seen if you've been following along. She trains like a genuine demon. Like, no one trains as hard as I've seen as O'Connell has been for the last sort of six months in preparation for this fight. She runs, she works, she's just genuinely a bit of a demon. She's in all yep. sorts of shape and she's tough. So, this is not going to be a, it's not going to be a one way affair, I don't think. This is going to be a tough fight. I reckon uh, our girl Shotgun is going to stop her late with a liver punch. Ooh, got the liver vibes. Yeah, late rounds. She'll take her in the deep water, she'll hit her, she'll have mm. pressure, she's fit. And I reckon, she, yeah, I reckon she'll win late with a body shot, liver shot. It'll be one of those sort of solar plexus, maybe. But it'll be, yep. a, yeah, it'll yep. be a below the chin shot. I reckon she'll drop her. I like it. That's I like the vibes. Yeah. I'm interested yeah. to see it. So it'll be on early, early Sunday morning for the people at home if you're interested in seeing that. That's at 6 a.m. There's England, there's England, uh, France. I don't know if you're yeah. a football fan. You got that England, on. Then you go to the, the prelims of the UFC. And then you got it's just it's a, a big day. night. It's a party atmosphere. Okay. Is it a six AM oh. card beginning or a six AM Bridges fight? Because or is it? No, like I think card f- beginning. So probably the fight might be on at eight or something like that. Correct, eight thirty. Okay, I'm interested. Yep. I'll be definitely watching that because I'm very, very eager to see what happens. Friend hey, of the and pod, then you'll be swinging around here. You'll be swinging around here for the well UFC, and we'll, we'll bet live. Mate, I'm swinging around to the Matty C's house. It's going to be great. Friend of the pod, Matty Harry, will be there. We'll be watching a bit of fighting. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's going to be just a nice day, to be honest. So if you're at home listening, enjoy the fights on Sunday. And, uh, yeah, what else you got, Matty? I've got nothing but praise for you. Praise for your tank. Fantastic episode. Fantastic review, preview. And, uh, yeah, self-suck virtually. And uh, shout out to my family and uh, everyone that listens. Please give us some love because some idiot's gone on and give us a one-star. So we need a few of you just to get that back up to give us some, some more uh, some more review cred. 
But uh, apart from that, that, Mako Shark, I, I love you and I'll see you Sunday, you big fella. Absolutely. Cannot believe that. We've had a picture-perfect, sparkling five-star review record, just nothing but five stars, some absolute knob jockey. Is that what we're calling him? A knob jockey, man. Knob jockey. An absolute fucking Initials coming M-Z. to the one star. Oh, if it's MZ, give him one it's star. MZ. Sort you. Yeah. It can't be MZ. But if it is, you're a one-star bloke. It was a vanilla review as he is a vanilla in the ring. Vanilla. Stinky, stinky, stinkersons. So anyway, we're waffled here for a long, long time. It's all over. I love you all. Please, please. Bloody root me.